0: You won't pick the
1: Dolphins this week, you chicken. <laughs> I bet you don't balk, 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 balk. Give me my Ravens. Woo! Woo, to The Miami Dolphins. I have learned my lesson, and I'm all in on the Ravens. What a chicken you are! Way. Thankfully, I didn't take the bait last week. The Ravens did to the Dolphins what I thought the 49ers would do to the Ravens. I'm not going to use that phrase again, but 56-19, to 19, we both were right about that. It was one of my best bets. It's the Joint picks podcast, Chris Sims Unbuttoned and PFTPM. Chris, before we started, Pete Demolaitis advised me that we have a full slate of games this week, so there's no time to dilly-dally, which means we will dilly-dally. <laughs> we will talk about other stuff. Pete, that was the worst thing you could have done. Well, what are you going to dilly dally you know. about? You
0: better have something to dilly dally about. It doesn't oh, sound like you well, got anything right know.
1: now. You're searching. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk about uh, the latest with Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Kimmel, and Pat Mack. Oh, Hey,
0: boom. I'll talk about, I'll it, talk about, talk about it or not Oh,
1: or not or not. Here we are from last week. Here we are from last week. We are still tied straight up. We are still tied. Best bets. You did pick up two more games against the spread. Oh, yeah, baby. Good after That's looking. getting last Thursday night's Turn game out the lights. right on the spread. The you were wrong. It's over. done. It's done. You're up nine games. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday games, Steelers <laughs> at the Ravens. Steelers are favored by four points because the Ravens don't plan to play Lamar Jackson, and if other starters play, it will be a cameo appearance at best. Pittsburgh clinches a playoff berth with a win and a loss by the Bills or the Jaguars with a loss. Pittsburgh still gets in through a convoluted set of factors that isn't really worth the time to explain. Do you like the Steelers to go to Baltimore and win? And there's a lot of buzz out there that the Ravens should gladly lose to the Steelers if it keeps the Bills out that the Bills are a more dangerous opponent in the playoffs than the Steelers. I don't know that I buy that. Either way, who do you like on Saturday?
0: Yeah, I mean, I do buy that. I, I do. You know, I mean, and again, I mean, your power rankings say that. You know, you, you got the number three team in football, the Buffalo Bills. You got the Steelers below 12, right? Or somewhere below that. So it, it is some truth there. But at, at the end of the day, you don't want to sacrifice your own team for the sake of anything. They're going to sit players. We know that Baltimore's not going to be at full strength. I don't think that necessarily means that they lay down as a football team, and like the Steelers are going to blow them out. Though I don't. I mean, I know we're not going to see a lot of the main stars from the Baltimore Ravens football team. There's still a lot of good backups and role players there, and it's a Pittsburgh team that you know, as I don't think is in the same class as the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, and and we know that it's an offense that struggles to score points, anyways. And with the Ravens having a backup quarterback that's one of the better backup quarterbacks in football, I I think they'll move the ball on the Steelers with Tyler Huntley and company. I'm going to pick the Steelers, but I think this will be a nail-biter. I do, and would not be shocked if they lost, even with the Ravens playing with backups here. But I'll take Steelers 20-17. to
1: I got 20-10 to Steelers. I think that the Ravens really don't want to win this game if they would be Telling the complete truth, I think Tyler Huntley, pro bowler last year, pro bowler in 2022 getting his first start of the season in week 18 because MVP Lamar Jackson is not going to be playing. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets removed from the game at some point and they put the third stringer in. Whoever the third stringer is right now, I don't know without looking it up, but I really don't think the Ravens want the Bills in They'll take the Steelers. They'll take their chances against Pittsburgh, even though I still believe that's dangerous if the Steelers are in yeah. the playoff field. The Bills are a better overall team right now. I think the Steelers win 20-10. to 10. Mason Rudolph the George Pickens. The Steelers fully engaged, fully motivated, fully determined, and in that standalone window on Saturday where they can't look at any of the other permutations because they won't happen until the next day. All right, Saturday night. We get to see C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans in primetime, taking on the Colts in Indianapolis, a rematch from a game played back in Week 2. This time around, the Texans are one-point favorites on the road against the Colts. The Colts have been kind of hit or miss, up or down. You believe in them and they lose. You don't believe in them and they win. The Texans with C.J. Stroud are a different team. They went through a rough spot without him. He missed a couple of games due to a concussion. He's back. He's healthy. He's getting it done. They got it done in a major way against the Titans last weekend do the Texans go to Indy on Saturday night and beat the Colts?
0: I'm, I'm a, a believer in the Texans. I am. Uh, I think, one, you know, first off, they're, they're a different team than, than they were in that Week 2 matchup where they were still young and figuring themselves out on both sides of the ball. All right? So uh, they're, they're far more dangerous now than compared to that. And what I would even say is where they're more dangerous, I think, now than maybe even compared to – Six or seven weeks weeks ago, is the Texans' run game has come come along here, and between that and C.J. Stroud, it's it's hard to defend them right now. You kind of heard me say in PFT today, but that run game and then them being one of the best play action passing football teams in the game and how they strike there, right? That 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 worries me for for the Colts defense. Colts defense, you know, not special. I do think you can throw the ball on them. I do. You know, you can run the ball on them as well. We know that too. And I just think that's a dangerous formula for this type of football team. And then I think when I flip it around, you know, I got so much respect for Shane Steichen and and what they're doing there. But, you know, offensively, they are based on the run game. The Texans are phenomenal at stopping the run. And I just don't think Gardner Minshew and his right arm are gonna carry this one to victory. I don't. I'm gonna go with the Texans one game one-or-done type of scenario. I think they have more talent on their football team. I'm going to ride them 27-20, Mike.
1: I got 20-17 Texans. And by the way, the winner of this game will make it to the playoffs. The loser is out. And the winner of this game will win the division if the Jaguars lose to the Titans on Sunday. So winner in, loser out. It's a perfect primetime game. We'll see which team can step up in a de facto playoff game. We both like Texans, mainly because of the presence of C.J. Stroud and and D'Amico Ryans. I mean, this is kind of a, although Kevin Stefanski seems to have locked up coach of the year, this is kind of a showdown between Shane Steichen and D'Amico Ryans to get on the ballot, because it goes three deep. The winner of this game gets on the ballot, the loser doesn't, as a practical matter. Yeah, yeah, I think
0: that that's fair to say. Uh, they've both done a phenomenal job. We know that they've both exceeded expectations, you know, and especially, Indianapolis, of course, with their quarterback getting hurt and then having to ride Gardner Minshew, it's it's been very impressive.
1: We thought the Texans had no chance of even sniffing the playoffs. What D'Amico Ryans has done, impressive as well. All right, we pivot to the Sunday games. Buccaneers at the Panthers. Baker Mayfield back in Carolina. David Tepper Probably keeping a lid on his beverage this week. The Bucks are favored by four and a half points. They will clinch the NFC South with a win. They are out if they lose. It is that simple for the Bucs. Win and you win the division. Lose and you go home. The Panthers are 2-14. and 14. Will the Bucks get the win? Will they cover the spread on Sunday, Chris? I, I, I don't think this will be easy. I expect them to win the game.
0: I do. I'm going to have them covering the spread. But I, I think it's scary. I mean, we saw, you know, Carolina hung around the first time Carolina, I think has some things on their defensive side that matches up well with Tampa Bay, you know, Tampa Bay, their run game. It's not like a proven force. It's spotty. Right. And that's where you can take advantage of Carolina. I just don't know if they're good enough to take advantage of it. That's where I'm not sure. Right, So uh, if you rely on the pass game too much against the Carolina Panthers, you will get in trouble. Right, I could see them giving the Bucks some issues here and there and certainly don't expect the Bucks to just keep moving the ball up and down the field on Carolina's defense. You know, the other side of that coin is uh, we say it every week. Uh, it, it, I just have no faith in the Carolina offense. I can't imagine them putting up enough points to keep pace with Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans. Got to think – the, the Bucks, even though Baker Mayfield's a little banged up, highly motivated after really making a lot of self-inflicted mistakes and dropping a huge opportunity to, to win the NFC South last week at home. I'm going to take them to kind of win an ugly
1: 21-10 to 10 football game. 24-7 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just have no faith in the Panthers at this point and the Buccaneers. Look. I was disappointed by the showing that they had against the Saints, and I was impressed by New Orleans this past weekend. I feel like the Buccaneers, they've come this far. They've overachieved. Baker Mayfield has got the rib injury, wouldn't have practiced if they did practice on Wednesday. He'll find a way to get it together. As I said earlier today, unless there is some sort of a mishap with Dr. Needle, Baker Mayfield will be numbed up and good to go, and I think the Bucs get it done. Browns at the Bengals. Cleveland is locked into the number five seed. They are giving Joe Flacco the day off in favor of checks notes. Jeff Driscoll. Yeah. The Bengals have said they're just trying to win. Right. They want to finish. Strong. They want to finish above 500. Exactly. Right. They're eight and eight. They can finish above 500. They're favored by seven. So Vegas knows the Bengals are going to try to go all in to win this thing. And uh, the over under at thirty seven and a half. Chris, who do you like?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm going to take the Bengals because of that aspect. I am. Uh, uh, I think it's important. Zach Taylor, his football team, he wants to end on a positive note, be 9-8, and eight, right? I think there is there is some importance to an organization and a head football coach that way. Uh, so I, I, I don't expect them to lay down. This is the interesting thing about this week, right? you got to figure out what teams do you think are actually going to fight this week that are playing for nothing and which ones do you think might just lay down eventually, right? Like Carolina's one where I go, I think they're going to look at it and just go, I want the year to be over with it. I don't expect them to fight forever. The Bengals, yeah, they want the year to be over, uh, but I do think there's still some fight here into trying to end the year on a positive note, especially after you know the way they played last week. That 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 was certainly disappointing. Um, I'm going to take the Bengals. I'm not going to have them cover in the spread, though. I think that's a little too much for me. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to have the Bengals kind of, uh, or the Browns, hanging around here. I, what makes it hard in these type of games is, uh, you know, Again, I know the quarterback's not going to be in there, and I know they'll probably take a few of their linemen out here and there, but what, what defensive guys aren't going gonna to be in there? That's where it's hard. Like Cleveland, yeah, I think Miles Garrett will be out entirely or early on, certainly, but it's still a really damn good defense. I'd be shocked if, like, even against the backups and some of the guys that are not the stars in the team, if Cincinnati just moves the ball up and down on the, on the Cleveland defense.
1: I've got 24-10 Bengals. I think the Browns are treating this like an exhibition game. And if we see Miles Garrett or any of the other starting defensive players on the field, it won't be for long. It's all about going through the week of preparation. Because remember, this isn't the one seed bye week where you'd get two weeks off and go three weeks between games. This is just kind of a reward for the Browns. A de facto bye as they gather and regroup for their visit to the AFC South champion in the wild card round. So the moment that I saw Jeff Driscoll was playing instead of Joe Flacco, Bengals win. I got Bengals covering 24-10. to 10. Bengals are going to go try uh, to, to give it just one last push. I mean, look at it. Joe Mixon, likely his last game ever with the Bengals. He's going to go all out. Uh, Jake Browning trying to maybe... You know, show others that at some point he deserves to be the week in and week out starter. Whenever his contract expires in Cincinnati, he'll go all out. You have other guys that just want to go out and have one good final game to to go into the off season not feeling as bad as they otherwise would for blowing their shot at the playoffs. So I think they'll take care of the Browns because I just don't think the Browns care. Yeah. Vikings at I had, the line Did I
0: say my score seventeen thirteen Bengals? I wasn't sure if I had said it or not.
1: Okay. I wasn't either, but now you have. 17-13. All right, Vikings at the Lions. A rematch of a game played just a couple of weekends ago. The Vikings, despite four turnovers from quarterback Nick Mullins, still were in position to potentially win the game. The Lions kind of salty and pissed off. Dan Campbell suggested earlier this week he's going all out. They're going to play to win. They can still get the two seed, but they need the Cowboys to lose and the Eagles to lose. The Vikings have a path that isn't all that kooky to get to the playoffs, but they'd have to beat the Lions. That's really the issue, and since it's the Vikings, I'll go first. I don't believe they can go to Detroit and beat the Lions. The team that I saw on Sunday night against the Packers just feels like a team that, for whatever reason, is done. They're just done. Whether they've checked out, whether the injuries have finally reached a critical mass and they just can't produce, they got steamrolled by the Packers when all the Vikings had to do was win the last two and they're in. Their Their spirit got broken at some point. They held it together as long as they could without Kirk Cousins. And we had the little surge of Josh Dobbs, and then Dobbs flamed out and Nick Mullins, but they didn't win a game with Mullins as a starter. And I just feel like they've surrendered here. And and really, what's the reward for making the playoffs? You go to Dallas and you get destroyed by the Cowboys in a standalone game, probably in primetime on Fox or late afternoon on Fox. Why do you want that? You don't. Lions win 27-20. I'm not saying the Vikings won't try. I just feel like the team that I saw last Sunday night is beaten and broken and ready for an extended break.
0: Yeah, I I, I hear you there. Some of those thoughts certainly go through my brain. Uh, I am going to be interested to see where it goes. You know, again, they are playing for something. Uh, Every time I've kind of thought or wanted to count this group out, O'Connell and Brian Flores kind of revive them, and they kind of surprise me, right? So that's where... That's where it's a little scary, all right? And they're going to look at it and go, wait, we played the Lions a few weeks ago, and we could have beat them. In fact, we probably should have beat them if Nick Mullins didn't, like, throw some really dumb passes, period. Uh, That's all there is to it. So there could be that positive vibe there, and they could also look at that and go, wait, we could have beat the Lions. The Lions... Beat, beat the Cowboys, and why can't we go to Dallas and beat Dallas down there? Why can't they do that? They're going to try to sell themselves to that. Here's my other thing, too. I'm a little surprised with Detroit. If I were the Lions, I would not be playing this weekend. I I really I know we all want to be the higher seed, but I think the likelihood of the Cowboys and the Eagles both losing is extremely low. I would be, let's just rest, let's be totally 100% for the wild card game and make sure we win that rather than let's play really hard in the divisional matchup with against a team that has something to play for. And now we're beat up going to the wild card game. And who the fuck cares if we're the two or three seed? Now we might not be playing the divisional game because we're a little fucking beat up from going all out in week 18. I don't think it's a smart move. Let alone if Minnesota does beat them. Wow, that's real good for you, Detroit, going into the playoffs on a two-game losing streak and you lost to the Vikings the last week of the year. I don't see any positives. I really don't. So, the only thing is that, yeah, if the Cowboys lose and the Eagles lose, they become the number two seed. I think they're making
1: a big mistake by playing their guys this weekend. Well, and you know what? I hadn't thought of this until you mentioned that. But Teddy Bridgewater's the backup in Detroit. He was drafted by the Vikings in 2014. He has said he's going to retire after this season. Give him a game, let him go out because you never know when Jared Goff's going to get hurt during the postseason. I think there's value. For some of these teams, like the 49ers playing Sam Darnold, the Ravens playing Tyler Huntley, get these guys a little yeah. playing time. Yeah, get you. these guys some maybe, opportunity because yeah. you never know when a quarterback's going to get hurt during right. the playoffs. I mean, we've seen umpteen quarterbacks get injured in the regular season. Do we think they're all going to stay healthy in the playoffs? Whoa. No. So Team we saw it when the Super Bowl they're
0: back up in the divisional round for a few drives, and they wouldn't have gotten to the Super Bowl if it weren't for that Chad Henney. Uh, helping out the Chiefs, right, to drive them down the field and 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 and, and score against Jacksonville. on a, what was that a ninety six yard drive, right? I mean, that was Very a big long point. Drive. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So that that your point there, you know, it does have some value for sure.
1: Jets at the Patriots. Wait, what could be Bill Belichick? Oh, we final picked the game. scores. Okay, yeah. I don't know if I said the score or not. Sorry, my bad. My bad. I see 2216 here so unless Pete can read your mind you have said the score. Yeah, I didn't say 2216. I have no fucking clue where he got that from.
0: Um I'm going 2824. But Pete, seriously, where the fuck did you get 2216 from? Like where? <laughs> like, no point <laughs> yeah, did Pete, I say 22. That's a great question. Where the like, fuck did where, you get that? You just like <laughs> hearing shit in your own head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right.
1: Uh yeah. Jets at Patriots could be Bill Belichick's final game. That's never happened before. I know. Where Pete just makes up a score and puts it down. Who do you think you are, Pete? All right. Uh, Jets at Patriots. Bill Belichick's possible final game. Over-under is 30.5. What a barn burner they're expecting in Foxborough. Minus two are the Patriots. Lowest over-under of the week. Uh, let me start here. Yeah. I, go ahead. I, I – look – even if Bill Belichick will be back next year, he's got to go into this game thinking it's his last game. The players are going to go into the game thinking it's his last game. They have not given up. They have not quit. 24-10 is the score I have, and it may be worse than that because the Jets are just kind of They feel like they've done. kind of quit. You saw right, it right. last week. Yeah. They're done. It's yeah. over. It's done. Let's get healthy. Let's avoid an injury this week. Let's. Why are we going to go out? And for the Patriots – This is kind of the culmination of 25 years. Even though most of these players had nothing to do with it, most of these guys don't have Super Bowl rings, still it's what it stands for, it's what it represents, and this is about (coughs) if Bill Belichick's leaving, let's do it the right way. I can't imagine, I can't imagine the Patriots losing this game under these circumstances, 24-10, New England over the Jets. I got a lot of the same thoughts. The biggest thing is I just don't
0: imagine that the, the Jets can really drive the ball. On the New England defense, and like you said, New England's been playing. They have not quit on their on. You know, on the on their football team, their teammates, or the head coach. Uh, I just I'm, I'm going to go with one less touchdown for the Patriots. I made it seventeen ten. You know, I still don't really think that Patriots uh, offense, even against an unmotivated, probably spotty
1: defensive group with the Jets, can score a whole lot of points. All right, Falcons and the Saints. Saints are favored by three. The winner will be the NFC South champion if Tampa Bay somehow loses at Carolina. The Saints can still make it if they win and the Seahawks lose and the Packers lose. The loser is definitely out. Falcons-Saints in New Orleans over under a 42. As I mentioned, Saints favored by three. Who do you like? Well, it's an interesting matchup, right? And we know Atlanta's been not
0: playing great football as of late. We know that. I, I I do think they match up well with the New Orleans Saints. And why I say that is, you know, I, I you know you've heard me say this. Is, I mean, again, Atlanta can run the ball, right? New Orleans has issues stopping that. You know, New uh, Atlanta can play pass defense. New Orleans wants to throw the ball and can't run the ball all that well. I, I, this is one here where I don't know, in a lot of my ways and thinking, I, you, you you think, hey, Saints at home, they won a big game last week, all of that. I, I'm going to ride Atlanta here. I, I, I just think they match up well with the Saints. I think they're going to bounce back and show a little grit and toughness from their loss last week in Chicago. And, and, you know, they got some people with some knowledge on their staff of New Orleans in general. Uh, I, this Hey, I always look for that kind of one upset, we don't expect it type of game. This is the one I'm going to go with. I'm going to take the Falcons 23-20 on the road.
1: Well, we had been in lockstep every game so far in Week 18. And remember, we are tied through 17 weeks. I've got the Saints 30 to 23. And that fits with my idea that I've been saying for weeks now. The Saints are just good enough to barely miss the playoffs. Right. So right. Saints win, and either the Packers or the Seahawks win, and the Saints just miss it. That will fit perfectly. The Bucks win as well, obviously, to keep the Saints from winning the division. But the Saints, I think, win this one. It's at home. The Domes are rocking. Don't go a knocking if you're the Falcons. Thirty to twenty-three. Derek Carr and Company hold it together for one last game and it's not good enough to get into the postseason field all right we wrap the one o'clock window with the Jaguars at the Titans the Jaguars are favored by five Trevor Lawrence was limited in practice on Wednesday with both the right shoulder and he popped up with a left finger injury he wasn't on the injury report with a left finger last week and he didn't play so there's got to be an interesting story to tell On how he injured his left finger, was it an opening the bottle of champagne on New Year's Eve mishap? I don't know. We haven't gotten the explanation yet, but he does have a couple injuries. Limited in practice. They need him back. Yes, they beat the Panthers with C.J. Beathard. Tougher task beating the Titans without Trevor Lawrence. Will the Jaguars get it done? If they win, they are the AFC South champion.
0: See, this is another one where I I think it's scary, right? I'm going to pick Jacksonville to win the football game. But I, there, there's some things that concern me about this one. You know, I mean, again, it's 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 Mike Vrabel. The Tennessee Titans don't look like they they're gonna lay down. I don't expect them to lay down. That's not the type of football team they are, right? You know, whether it's Will Levis or Ryan Tannehill, I look at it and go, I don't think uh, the offense will be that drastically different. The issues the Jags have on the offensive line, and I know they ran the ball a little last week against Carolina, but Carolina's not good at, running, uh, at, at stopping the run. I, I think that could be issues for Jacksonville. You know, Jacksonville not protecting the passer that all that well. Tennessee can get after the passer. I'm going to take the Jags here, but I'm going to have it closer than the spread. I'm going to take the Jaguars 24-20, just barely winning on the road
1: in Tennessee. 20-14, to 14, so I've got the Jags covering. Not that I'm going to make up nine games this week. I don't think we're going to disagree on nine spreads, but regardless, Jags 20-14. to 14. Remember last year, these two teams met in a de facto playoff game on a Saturday night. Jaguars won. Jaguars win again. They win the division, and off they go into the postseason, most likely hosting the Browns which may not go well for the Jaguars when it happens. All right, the late afternoon games from Sunday. There's seven of them, I think. Six in the early window and seven in the late window, if I'm correct, and there's a chance I'm not. We'll take a look at all those when this joint production of Chris Sims Unbuttoned and PFTPM continues right after this. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket, $150 in bonus bets instantly, plus all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code PFTLIVE when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. But as I said earlier, please, everyone, bet responsibly and only bet the money that you know you can afford to lose. Because if you listen to me, there's a damn good chance you will lose. All right, let's get to the late afternoon games. On Sunday, the Seahawks at the Cardinals. Seahawks favored by two and a half. They are in with a win and a Packers loss. They are out if they lose. They lost at home to Mason Rudolph and the Steelers on Sunday. The Cardinals look pretty damn good in Philadelphia, upending the Eagles. Chris, do you believe in the Seahawks or do you to believe in the Cardinals? Which birds are you more inclined to have faith in this week?
0: Yeah, uh, I like both birds. They're both really kind of fascinating birds. Cardinals are very pretty. Seahawks are really cool. I mean, they're cool birds. So, and I'm an animal lover. So you like giving the bird too. So I you're do like li- birds. you right. like giving. So the bird. all things associated bird, I like it. Okay, I like eating some <laughs> birds too. So it's it's And, and I How own did it some become birds. Become you
1: know, how did it? How, why did when did the middle finger become given the birth? I don't That yet. makes no sense. Now, you're yeah. right.
0: That doesn't make any sense. You're right. I don't, I don't really know that either. Uh, but, uh, maybe we'll figure that out. Pete's usually good at looking at uh, uh, up obscure little points or things when
1: he's not making, when he's not, not making, making up, up scores, scores, right? Or miscalculating something. You haven't even something. said yet. Or do, he's I know. That up. holy yeah.
0: crap, I like the Cardinals. I like the Cardinals. The Cardinals are one of these teams that we look at and i go they're not gonna they're gonna play this weekend they're enjoying the positive vibes and and where things are going i would think spirits are high there in that facility right now wow you got that win wow we can screw the seahawks over this weekend not let them get in the playoffs and then go into the offseason going damn we're we're going to be a force to be reckoned with la- next year we got a ton of money and draft picks and everything let alone I mean the Cardinals. You saw, you know, it stinks. They they lost their their uh you know one tackle last week. I'm blanking on his name. Damn the guy that got drafted. He's from Houston. Either way, all right. They lost a tackle. They're still one of the best running game running running teams in football. Seattle's defense stinks. Stinks. I mean, Pete Carroll making excuses going, oh, we we overplayed for the explosive Steelers passing offense. That's why they ran on us. What? You want to talk about a bunch of bullshit coming out of a coach's mouth? You <laughs> overplayed the, the the explosive Steelers passing offense? Either you're lying or you're not coaching that well to think that that's a, a thing to do. But either way, yeah, I'm riding the Cardinals here. I don't have faith in the Seahawks. I think the, C, uh, the Cardinals defense will slow down the seahawks attack uh i think it's simple a guy like gannon will figure it out i'm going cardinals 27 24
1: i got the same score oh, same team are you another kidding example me example of shared Brent. here i'll show you right here i don't Damn want you to see the next one but there it is see it right there yep there's your proof yep i see Arizona it Arizona, twenty-seven, twenty-four. 27 24 all right so Uh, I mean, we really could do like a magic trick with this. I mean, suck it, O's the mentalist. We share a brain some of the time. On this, we pick the upset. We pick the exact same score. All right, Bears-Packers, let's see if it holds for another one because this falls into that same mold. It does. A road team that's hot, that's trying to propel themselves into the offseason. you got Jordan Love coming on strong late in the year, trying to do what Aaron Rodgers couldn't do last year, win a home game in the final week of the season to get to the playoffs. The Packers are favored by three. The over-under is 44. Green Bay is in with a win. They could still get in with a loss. If the Vikings lose, the Seahawks lose, and the Bucks or the Saints lose, regardless, can the Packers get it done at home? against the Bears. I i mean, they can.
0: I'm not going to pick it, though. I'm not. I'm going with the Bears. The Bears are one of the hottest teams in football. Uh, I saw a quote, you know, what was that? Ye- yesterday or this morning? I think I saw it on PFT, right? It, it, Justin Fields, it'd be important for them to win the football game. They want to win this game. They got a lot of the same feel of Detroit Lions of last year. Going into Green Bay. Yeah, we're not making the playoffs. But we're putting you Packers and everybody else on notice. Watch out for us next year, right? And a lot like Arizona. They got all this money and draft picks to to work on next year. Their defense, nobody runs on them. Green Bay likes to run the ball, take a little pressure off of Jordan Love. It opens up things downfield. They're not going to have that luxury. Now, Chicago, they challenge everything in the pass game. You know, they're going to make Jordan love, throw the ball into tight windows. All right. And then, yeah, the, the, the bears offense has got it going. I love the bears offense. I love everything they do. So I'm taking bears 24 17 on the road. They knock the Packers Ooh. out of the playoffs. If all that other stuff doesn't happen.
1: Packers 24 20. I just feel like the team that I saw last Sunday night. Yeah. They're ready. They're primed. They didn't have Christian Watson. The defense was good enough. J.R. Alexander seems to be ready to go after his one week suspension for crashing the coin toss and almost screwing things up against the Panthers. I just feel like what happened last year, losing at home week 18. Right, I'll wake him up with a chance to go to the playoffs. Yes. I feel like, and and it's a great, it's a great opportunity for Jordan Love to distinguish himself from Aaron Rodgers. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, he's hearing that from somebody this week within the building, whether from the coach from the GM all the way up to the CEO, Mark Murphy. Somebody is going to make sure Jordan Love understands. And maybe you don't even need to tell him. He was there. He saw it. He saw it happen. Rodgers couldn't get it done in a win-and-in setting at home. Love has a chance to do it, and that would be a great for him way to to distinguish himself from the guy who was the quarterback for all those years before, Jordan and then win the game, get the
0: microphone, game. and show support for Jimmy Kimmel. That would be the ultimate burn. That would be the ultimate burn by the Packers. That, <laughs> that, that,
1: or, or, or for Kimmel to bring him on the show next yeah, week exactly. after they Damn, win the game. A playoff the Packers playoffs.
0: quarterback here, Jordan Love. He could win the last game of the year and get in there. Yeah, that, yeah. They, I don't know. Yeah, that was that was a low blow by Rodgers. That was about as low as I ever seen an athlete go, actually, on an interview. I, I, and, I'm i still shocked and, by it. You
1: know, I, I know we didn't talk about it earlier today, but I was stunned by the fact that McAfee backtracked heavily on Wednesday. But still didn't own Florida it. Rogers. Tried
0: to call it, like, shit talk and all that. That's the I, worst shit talk I've said, ever seen in my life, if that's what that is.
1: He apologized for his role in it. Yeah. And I think that was smart because you're getting into some corporate – you know, high-level palace intrigue if you take on Jimmy Kimmel and he realized he needed to back down. What will Rodgers do? We'll find out next week. All right, before that, the Chiefs and the Chargers will play. Patrick Mahomes not playing. Blaine Gabbert in. Chargers favored by three and a half. The Chiefs cannot move out of the number three seed. This is a true exhibition game for them. It means nothing. It is a bye week for them, which explains why the Chargers and interim coach Giff Smith are actually favored to beat the chiefs over under of only 35. Who do you like in this? one? I, I, I'm going to go with the chiefs still. I'm not, I don't have any magical breakdown here.
0: I'm going to go with the chiefs culture and their backup quarterback still better than Easton stick. And that they'll find a way to win this football game. No matter what the chargers are one of those teams that I look at that go, I, I can't wait for the year to be over. I'm not fighting for anything. I don't care. I'm out of here. Right? So, Uh, Again, there's there's nothing high-level X's and O's I can look at here. This is a tough one to call because you you don't know who's going to be in or out of the Chiefs. We know mostly it's going to be all the big-time players out. I'm still going to go with their depth and the culture of their football team that they somehow win this football game 17-14.
1: This one to me... Who the hell knows? I know. Who the hell knows? And you've got 17-14. You know what I've got? I've got the Chargers scoring a touchdown when it's 17-14 and winning 21-17. If all else fails, the Chargers will be buoyed by their super fan, who undoubtedly will be in the field-level box doing everything she can to urge her Chargers on to win one more game. Not that it matters at all to anyone. She's not going to be at the Vikings game? That may be the difference. Uh, she's not going to
0: go to the Vikings in Detroit? She doesn't want to – because she's a Vikings no, fan no, first, no. right? Chargers. Okay. Chargers. All right. Chargers now. That's one
1: of the strangest storylines of the entire season. All right. Eagles at the Giants. They just played on Christmas Day. The Eagles are favored by five at MetLife Stadium. Tyrod Taylor getting the start again for hey, the Giants. You, 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 skipped the Eagles, game. you skipped a game. You skipped a game. Oh, I skipped a game. Broncos right? Well, no, no, I didn't do it accidentally. (laughs) Broncos at the Raiders. Two teams who are done. Two teams who have it finished and kaput. The only interesting storyline here we mentioned earlier: Jared Stidham going back to Las Vegas. He has a chance to maybe become the starter next year for the Broncos once they move on from Russell Wilson. Antonio Pierce trying to stave off talk of Jim Harbaugh becoming coach of the Raiders. Raiders favored by three. Over/under of thirty-eight. Who knows? Who cares? Give us a pick. Give us a score. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, uh, you know, I, I I think this is gonna be a, the Raiders have fought. They it's been valiant for sure. I think this is a week. You know, the foot comes off the gas pedal a little bit. I you know the Broncos. I know there's nothing to play for, but I think the fact that Jared Stidham's starting at quarterback, right? I think that is a little bit of a, a hey. We're still. We'd like to show that we can win with this guy and kind of still ignites a little fire in Denver, let alone Sean Payton, I think, is trying to set it up for next year too and wants to make sure he goes in the offseason on a good note. I just have a little more faith on him to keep the pressure on his football team to still look good and end on a positive note here. I'm going to go with that because the Broncos players know, Hey, he's the king of the castle. Sean Payton. He ain't going anywhere. If he can bench Russell Wilson, he certainly can bench any of us or cut us in the off season. I think that's enough to scare them, to help them win the football game. 24 17.
1: That's a great point in a meaningless game. You have one coach who is definitely coming back next year. You have another coach that nobody knows. If you want to be part of the future, you better deliver in the present. Yeah. This game means yeah. a lot to the Broncos. They want to finish on the right side of five hundred. They want to show that the decision was an accurate one to put Russell Wilson on the bench and then move on from right. him in the offseason. Right. Finishing with a couple of wins is the way to do it. Twenty four twenty Broncos win. And uh, that's that for both of those teams this year. Eagles at the Giants, as I was starting to say earlier, before you accurately reminded me, I'd skipped over that game. The Eagles are favored by five. The over under is forty two. Philly clinches the division if they win and the Cowboys lose at the Commanders. Who do you like? I,
0: I like Philly. I do. I, the five points. I've gone back and forth on that. It it it's a little much for me. It is. I I, I don't know. Again. I think uh, with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback, right, and the Giants, and again, I think they're still playing too, and I think the energy of the Eagles fans and it's Philadelphia and the rivalry there and the energy in the stadium, the Giants players are going to show up. They've continued to show up. We haven't seen them lay down. Uh, Again, the Eagles are not playing good football. It scares me a little bit. The Giants, I think, will be able to move the ball on the Eagles' defense. And then we know Wink Martindale and that Giants' defense is going to challenge Philadelphia, and especially with no Devontae Smith now. That can allow them to put a little bit more into, hey, let's stop A.J. Brown. I think the Giants are going to keep this uncomfortably close. Eagles win 27-24, but the Giants scare
1: the shit out of them, literally. I well I got I got the same score without the last touchdown. Well maybe you never know. I've got the the Giants not scoring that final touchdown 27 to 17. It looked like the Eagles were going to blow them out on Christmas Day and then the Giants made it interesting. The Eagles just I think if I'm Nick Sirianni, desperately need a stabilizer game going into the playoffs. You don't want your stabilizer game to be at Tampa or at New Orleans or at Atlanta in the wild card round. You want to stabilize before then. This is an opportunity to get everyone thinking, okay, we've begun this process of getting back to what we were. Now let's get back there next week. So greater urgency there to win and to show themselves and everyone else, but more importantly themselves, that they're not the team that's lost four out of five, even though they are the team that's lost four out of 5 Twenty-seven, seventeen. Eagles. Rams at 49ers. The Rams are the sixth seed with a win or a Packers loss. The 49ers have the hay and the barn as the number one overall seed. Sam Darnold will play quarterback for them. Carson Wentz makes his debut as a starter for the Rams. The 49ers are favored by four. The over under is 41. What do you think? Well, well, pick the 49ers to win every week this year.
0: Yeah, and that's going to continue. I'm going to pick them to win this football game, too. Again, I think you just, in a game like this, where I know there's a lot of good players not playing on, on either team, there's not. So I'm going to go with the team that's, you know, well got a culture and depth on their football team that, that can play in this moment. I think the Rams are totally, like, you know, off the board. We're ready for the wild card game. We care nothing about this, right? The 49ers, they got nothing to game plan for in the future quite yet. You know, it's going to be a mishmash of starters and backups, certainly. But I have more faith, I think, in Sam Darnold, you know, behind the Shanahan offense, it's still some of the weapons that'll be available to him more than, hey, it's Carson Wentz. They're crazy if Kyron Williams even touches the field. Cooper Cup, I doubt is in there at all. If if he is, it's a few plays and Puka Nakua being in there right until he breaks the record, which I would think is going to be maybe one series if two. And then I think the talent level really drops off. So that's why I'm going to take the 49ers 21 to 16. Maybe I should go more than that, uh, but I'm going to take 49ers there.
1: Did you say mishmash mishmash? I think I did say mishmash. Yes. I'm not sure that's pish posh is a thing. Mishmash. I'm not sure, but I've things. I believe it is. I don't. Mishmash. I think it's mishmash. I think it's, I think it's mishmash. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> that's the thing. That's why I'm. That's why that, that Google says it's mishmash, but Google has been proven wrong on these in the past. There's, there's that accidental scholar, or after we learned earlier today with the whole phone box thing, accidental road scholar because he's got it nailed in the UK. Regardless, I've got the 49ers 28 to 21, and who the hell knows? Who the hell cares? It's a meaningless game for both teams. I think that the starters for the 49ers will play long enough to build a lead that the 49ers backups will then hold all right the last game in the afternoon window the cowboys at the commanders cowboys are favored by 13 they clinch the division with a win or eagles loss and they will be the number two seed biggest spread of the week 46 over under do the cowboys go to fedex field and close out the season with a win that delivers that number two seed and a path to the nfc championship game yeah uh, it's scary
0: it's scary Right, it is scary. We saw last year the Cowboys went in there and played in a meaningless week week eighteen game and and got thumped by Washington. Sam Howell's first start, you know, did some really good things, but. That was a Washington team that wanted to win and had something for the future to prove to their coach and a quarterback that wanted to be the starter and all the things that have lined up about some of the other teams we've talked about that have nothing to play for, but we still think they'll be competitive. This is one where I look at it and go, you know, I, the commanders, they, they probably are like, I can't wait for this season to be over. Holy crap. And I can't wait for our coach to get the hell out of here and get a whole new regime in here. That's how I got to look at it, but within that, it is still Eric Bienemy, those receivers, and Sam Howell who, even when his job's on the line, seems like he doesn't really give a fuck and is still going to throw the ball in the triple coverage and be aggressive. So in this one, I certainly don't expect him to give a fuck either, right? So that's where they're scary, right? But I'm still going to take the Cowboys, 34-20. to 20. The commander's defense stinks. I expect Dallas to move the ball up and down the field on them. I might be being kind by giving Washington 20 points.
1: for me, and we don't know if Jacoby Brissett's going to play. He's got the hamstring injury. He was going to be the starter in place of Howell, and then he couldn't play, and then Howell played. And, you know, it's ending in Washington. Ron Rivera knows. Martin Mayhew surely knows. Jason Wright surely knows. New ownership, time to clean it out and bring in whoever Josh Harris, Magic Johnson, and their partners choose to hire. But the Cowboys are playing for something, and I think they want to go into the postseason. Feeling a little more dominant than they did after that Lions game, so uh, I I think they'll put the. Even though they're a different team away from home, you get them on grass. This is this is just, this is a team that that is really really good against a team that is really really mediocre, and uh, that's it for the Commanders and the Cowboys. All right, Um, according to the folks at Merriam-Webster, it is mishmash, not mishmash, but I do think pish posh. I think that's where you got it twisted. Pish posh is a thing, mishmash is a thing. Mishmash becomes a thing. I don't know where so. I got it. All right. I
0: usually get it from hearing people. But when I typed it in, it said, what is a mishmash? And it said a confused mess, a hodgepodge, a jumble. So it's in there somewhere. Somebody's saying it. If Google brings it up and it says it, like there's got to be something there. Now, I yeah most likely
1: screwed it up or combined things. We know that. That's fine. That's fine. I'm there a is a mishmash, mishmash my brain. eclectic eatery. There is a <laughs> mishmash eclectic eatery. Maybe that's where it came from. All right, we take a break. When we return, the only primetime game for Sunday and Monday. No Monday night game, a Sunday night game. The AFC East Championship between the Bills and the Dolphins. We'll discuss that next here on PFTPM and Chris Simms
0: Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 in pocket, 150 bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code UNBUTTON when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Mike Florio says, please, please, please bet responsibly and don't mess up your life. Does that mean that you say, please bet irresponsibly? I Is that said, the counter? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything before I get myself in more trouble, I... okay? <laughs> um,
1: but By um, the way, by yeah. the way. Go ahead. Give it to Pete me. Pete has here. done some research. Right. Pete's done some research. Yeah. Flipping the bird. It seems to go all the way back to 19th century Britain when the phrase to give him the big bird was used in theatrical circles to refer to the act of hissing at somebody on stage. It was called giving the bird because hissing was supposed to be reminiscent of the hissing made by an angry goose. I still don't know how that leads to a middle finger because geese don't give a middle finger. They hiss. Does it, does so it, this does doesn't look like birth, a goose. Go this hissing, doesn't look like a geese or a goose. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. They've got webs though. They cut <laughs> off you. If you see the webbed fingers and you peel a couple of them back, you're left with that. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah
0: Kristen's out. doing they her beat. best trying to switch All cameras right.
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's doing her best. If we both do it at the same time. If we both do it at the same time, what would they do? What would she do? To is she gonna go out. black on
0: us? Is she gonna cut the screen off and go black? But as usual, is it gonna be like the
1: end of the Sopranos? Yeah. Don't stop believing. Yeah. Right. Right. If we Uh, both do that, would it go? Would it really?
0: It all goes back Um, to England. Yeah. They know phone box. They know flipping the bird. Of course, that's where it's from.
1: (laughs) Bills at Dolphins. Bills favored by three. AFC East Championship on the line. The Bills, if they lose, they'll know it kickoff. They could be completely out of it if they lose. They'll be the two seed if they win. Dolphins have a playoff berth. They'll be the two seed if they win. They'll be on the road as a wild card team if they don't. So, who do you like? The Bills or the Dolphins? Bills won 48 20 back in week four. Long time ago, a couple of different teams. What happens in South Florida on Sunday night?
0: I would imagine either Pittsburgh or Jacksonville win, right? That's going to put a lot of pressure on Buffalo. Miami, of course, wants to right the ship here before they go in the playoffs, but they know they're in the playoffs. They know that. I think that psychosis is advantage Buffalo Bills, let alone they dominated them the first time around. And McDermott has shown that he's one of those few coaches out there that has a true understanding of the Dolphins' offense and what they do and how to play it. You always hear me say, right, the Dolphins when they're when it's not a track meet and the game gets physical and ugly a little bit and they can't throw screens and reverses and start the game looking like that and then, you know, the little throws over the middle, it's like, okay, well what else you got? What else is there? And that's the thing that I come into common in, in all their losses. Listen, I know they won one gritty win against the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys have their own issues with gritty football. So it was like, you know, poor man versus poor man in that, that scenario. But so that's what I worry about with the Miami Dolphins here. And, you know, McDermott, the Bulls defense, they have a great defensive line. If there's a weakness to the Dolphins, it is their O-line in pass protecting on third down. You know, they can't just, you know, run at will on you. Like if you play run defense, they're not going to just do it constantly but or, or, or always have success. But where the Dolphins could be better and where you've heard me say – is teams are calling their bluff also on the run game? They're all they're all at some point in the game going they won't stick with the run. They'll become too obsessed with all their little cute pass plays and getting Tyree kill the ball. So you know I know they ripped off a few runs on us and already have a hundred yards maybe at halftime. But they'll give up on it. They will, and I don't understand that about the Dolphins. So that plays into the Bills' hands as well. The Bills I do think will struggle moving the ball against the Dolphins' defense. All right, the Bills we've seen here, it's teams have caught on to what they're doing in the past game, right? And Joe Brady and all of that. It's simple. Embrace the ugly Buffalo. You heard me say that earlier today. I think they're at their best when they kind of do the Baltimore Ravens run game stuff and and use Josh Allen in the run game and then they'll start to get some looks that really benefit them in the pass game. I'm going to go Bills of course, as you could tell by my breakdown there. 27-21, Bills win, get in AFC's champs.
1: You know, when I was doing the scores and thinking this through earlier, I put down Bills 28-20, and I'm starting to think that maybe I should go Dolphins. And when I started to think about Miami at home and Miami trying to finish the job and win the division and get the two seed, I keep thinking 56-19. to And that's, that's, that's hard to come back from in one week. It is. And you throw in all the injuries. You throw in the Bradley Chubb injury. They have other guys banged up. Jalen Waddle still not practicing with the high ankle sprain. The Tyreek Hill fire at his house? Right. That's a distraction. What him. I texted you a little bit during the week
0: about the Dolphins, right? You know, you brought it up today. do remember what you texted. Well, just that, the, you know, oh, the grit and the toughness, right? That's something that seems to be missing there in Miami a little bit. And in this kind of game... Yeah, I think Buffalo and McDermott, they've been in more of these type of games and have shown ability to be grittier and tougher in this type of scenario.
1: But we did see them beat the Cowboys on Christmas Eve in a game that felt like a playoff game I know. in South Florida. That's why I keep coming back to that. But what did the Bills do to the Cowboys just a week or two before that? So I don't like making those yeah. kinds of, well, yeah. this team did this to this team. This team. Right. I just feel like the Bills resurgent they bottomed out they they are playing loose with no pressure more pressure on the Dolphins they already beat them 48 20 at home 28 20 is my score I'm sticking with it final answer Buffalo Bills over the Dolphins on Sunday night so we agree on all but two games this week which means we'll split again and we'll be tied again going into the playoffs all right uh, let's take a break when we return. It's time to figure out best bets in a week with plenty of teams who aren't playing to win. Also, Folsom Prison Blues pick. That's next here on Chris Sims Unbutton and PSP. I misspoke earlier. We disagree on three games straight up this week, which means, barring a tie in one of those three games, we will not be tied at the end of the regular season. There will be a regular season champion, it will not be a push. So, and we were saying it's all going to come down to a meaningless Chiefs-Chargers game. That's going to be the thing that decides who wins the regular season competition, which, as you've said, the competition does not end. It continues through the postseason with everything but the Pro Bowl games as part of it. Okay, it's time for best bets. We're also tied in best bets. We both went two and one last week. We agreed on two of them, I believe, one was right, one was wrong. What do you have this week?
0: Well, I'm, I'm going with a team that you know I've been riding hard, and I'm going to continue to ride them hard. Week 18, I think they've been a best bet for me maybe six out of the last eight weeks. The Bears, the Chicago Bears, Mike Dick on the Bears going into Green Bay. Yeah, I'm picking the Bears. I, just, I The Packers favored by what was it? Is it three and three? Yep, I think the Bears are going to win outright. If they lose, it'll be really, really close. So I feel comfortable with that one.
1: I'm taking the Steelers on Saturday just because I believe the Ravens are not focused. They're not engaged. They're they're not going to have their starters. If they do, they're not going to play for very long. The Steelers trying to get into the playoffs, and I think at some level the Ravens understand strategically it's better for the Steelers to be in than the Bills to be in, in their opinion. So I'll take the Steelers, given the 4, 4.5, whatever it may be.
0: Okay, all right, damn. So that was me some intrigue on that Saturday afternoon game. I like that right there, a little spice there. Okay, my next one, I'm going to the Dallas Cowboys versus the Commanders. Yep, I mean – I just feel like, hey, it's over in Washington. It's it's like, get the hell out of here. We can't wait to pack our bags up. Dallas needs to go into the playoffs with a positive vibe, let alone secure that number two seed going with the Cowboys.
1: Patriots giving two to the Jets in Whoa. what could be Bill Belichick's last game ever with the Patriots. They haven't quit. They've played hard. The Jets have kind of just given up at this point. They've laid down the... The arms, and and I think the Patriots win this one easily. Two is way too. Woo, what man.
0: You're going with Bailey zavi and Mr. I'm going to throw the ball to the chest of the other team at least three times this game? Woo. Man, that's dicey. Woo, baby. All right. My last one, I'm going to our game. I'm taking the Bills. I am. I don't like a lot of bets this week. I really don't. I, I'm going to take the Bills to win this one. Three is a little much. It is, but I got them winning 27-21. Uh, I'm going to go with it.
1: I was torn between the Eagles giving the Giants five and the Bengals giving the Browns seven because I don't think the Bengals really care about this game, and I feel like the or the Browns don't care about it. the Bengals do. I'm going to go Eagles giving five. They need to stabilize. They need to reestablish. They need this badly in going into the playoffs with all this turmoil. So give me the Eagles. Give me your fulsome prison blues pick. Cowboys? Cowboys. Yes, Cowboys. From
0: me. Cowboys? Cowboys. And now you're going to make me root Cowboys. for the Giants even harder. You're going to hear me on Sunday. I'm coming after you. See ya! See ya next time.